Good morning. Welcome to the Market in Minutes podcast. My name is Patrick Laffin, and today is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The Nasdaq finished up 3.34%. The S&P 500 finished up 3.06%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished up 2.8%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day up 3.38%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were energy and financials. Energy finished up 4.33%, followed by financials, which ended the day up 3.79%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were consumer staples and real estate. Consumer staples finished up 1.55%, followed by real estate, which ended the day up 1.64%. The market finished significantly higher yesterday for the second day in a row as hopes of a softer path forward from the Fed fueled a market-wide rally. But before we get into all the excitement from the trading session yesterday, the morning started with the release of some economic data. The Commerce Department reported that continuing factory orders for manufactured goods remained virtually unchanged for the month of August, following a 1% decline in July. Meanwhile, new orders for manufactured goods fell for a second straight month, declining 0.2% in August. Now, the key takeaway from this report is that it marks the second straight month of declines in new order activity, which is yet another sign that the economy is showing signs of slowing. Meanwhile, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported via the Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, also known as the JOLT Report, that job openings dropped 10% in August to 10.05 million from the 11.17 million openings seen in July. And this is an important economic development because the JOLTS report is a closely watched gauge of economic health by the Fed. And the fact that job openings fell for the most in over two and a half years suggests that the labor market is starting to cool. Investors took this as an optimistic sign that maybe the Fed would ease up on their aggressive rate hikes moving forward. This viewpoint of a softer path forward from the Fed, combined with the surprise decision by the Central Bank of Australia to raise rates by less than anticipated, led to a drop in Treasury yields and the U.S. dollar at the start of the trading day. And both the drop in Treasury yields and the decline of the red-hot dollar index obviously benefited the mega-cap growth in technology companies. Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon, and Tesla each finished up around 2.3% or higher. And that leadership from the mega-caps provided support for the whole market. And the rally that we saw to start the day held true through the closing bell. And what a rally it was. Every sector finished in the green, with gains ranging from 1.55% on the low end to over 4.3% on the high end. And by the end of the day, the Dow Jones, S&P 500, and NASDAQ all posted their biggest two-day rallies since April of 2020. So in conclusion, it was another strong day for the market, spurred on by hopes of a less aggressive path forward from the Fed. Now, time will tell if that proves true, but it would be great to get a third close in the green today. Regardless of what happens, though, as always, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines, 
With the war in Ukraine and Russia's threat to deploy tactical nuclear weapons, it's been easy to forget some of the other potential nuclear powder kegs around the world. But yesterday, North Korea decided to remind everyone of the growing threat they present to peace in the Asian region. So the Hermit State recaptured the world's attention yesterday by launching an intermediate-range ballistic missile over Japan for the first time since 2017. This launch triggered Japanese orders to seek shelter across two northern provinces, and in response, the United States and South Korea retaliated by sending jets on a bombing practice mission over an uninhibited island in the Yellow Sea. Now, the North Korean missile, which landed in the Pacific Ocean, marked the nation's fifth round of weapons tests in the last 10 days. Its launch also came a month after Pyongyang declared itself a nuclear weapons state with the right to make a preemptive strike amid increasing insecurity from dictator Kim Jong-un. So scary situation there. But speaking of the Asian region, the Commerce Department said yesterday that they will issue a new set of rules this week governing which semiconductor technologies can be exported to China as part of the Biden administration's greater goal of limiting China's access to U.S. semiconductor technology. Now, the U.S. has been increasingly focused on limiting access to high-end semiconductor technology, as well as boosting its own domestic production capacity as part of a broader strategic competition with the world's second biggest economy. So more to come on this story, obviously, but good news there for U.S. semiconductor companies. Elsewhere, the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development released their annual report yesterday on the state of the global economy in which they stated that they believe the Federal Reserve and other central banks around the world risk pushing the global economy into a recession, followed by prolonged stagnation if they keep raising interest rates. In addition, the report said that higher interest rates would have a more severe impact on emerging economies, which already have high levels of private and public debt. So interesting and timely report there from the UN. But speaking of the global economy, we've seen a huge drop in ocean freight orders, which economists are pointing to as a red flag for shrinking consumer demand across the globe. So according to a new logistics report detailed on CNBC yesterday, overall freight orders in the U.S. for both exports and imports have dropped by 20% over the past two months. Now, the decline in demand has been especially apparent in machinery, housing, industrial, and apparel orders, and it's gotten so bad that some businesses are starting to report major overstock problems as there are less consumers purchasing goods. In addition, the lack of demand has caused ocean freighters to have to cancel over 50% of voyages to rebalance vessel capacity. But given the current economic situations around the globe, it's really no surprise that not that many people are rushing out to buy unnecessary items, which is obviously not good news for many businesses. And lastly, in a strange move yesterday, Poland announced that they have started the formal process of demanding $1.3 trillion from Germany for damages caused in World War II. Now, the Polish government believes that they are owed money from Germany because about 6 million Polish people were killed during the war, and mostly all Polish cities were destroyed by the Germans, including Warsaw in 1944. However, under pressure from the Soviet Union, Poland's then-communist leadership surrendered all claims to war reparations in 1953, as East Germany was a Soviet satellite at the time. But now, Poland's ruling party says that the agreement is invalid because Poland was unable to negotiate fair compensation then. And this move has obviously strained Poland's relationship with Germany, which comes at a time of increased tension in the region. So not good news there. 
And we'll end today, as we always do, by taking a look back at some famous historic events from October 5th of the past. Starting today in 1947, when Harry Truman became the first president to give a televised speech. In 1962, the first James Bond film was released in theaters. Eight years later, in 1970, PBS began broadcasting on television. And our last event of October 5th occurred in 2001, when Barry Bonds of the San Francisco Giants broke Mark McGuire's single-season home run record when he hit his 71st and 72nd home runs of the season before ultimately finishing his season with 73 home runs. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day. I am Patrick Laffin, and this is the Marketing Minutes Podcast. taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.